Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about two conditions which cause Hashimoto's thyroiditis, but in these conditions, people who have them have negative thyroid antibodies. So this can be this can cause a lot of confusion for thyroid patients. People who think they have Hashimoto's may really have Hashimoto's but not know they do. It can change treatments and so on. So we need to discuss what this is. If you don't know what Hashimoto's thyroiditis is, it is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid gland. In fact, it is the most common cause of low thyroid function in the United States and in developed countries. In fact, it is estimated that as many as 90%, yes, that's 90, 90% of all cases of low thyroid are caused by Hashimoto's thyroiditis. They're caused by this autoimmune disease. So whether or not you know you have it, it's a good idea to check for it, but there are some conditions which even if you do check for it, may show up as negative. So let's talk about those right now. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist. I specialize in treating patients with thyroid conditions, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today is about Hashimoto's thyroiditis and those two conditions which are associated with negative thyroid antibodies. So let's talk about these. So the first is what is referred to as seronegative Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Now, sero is really just referring to serum. Negative means not present. So they're basically saying you have Hashimoto's, right? You have the disease, but you're not seeing it in the bloodstream. And when we talk about that, what we're really talking about are the two thyroid antibodies associated with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, being those two being thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. Now, those antibodies are to, to specific proteins that are found within the, the thyroid gland. So people who have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, their own um, immune system is attacking their, is attacking those enzymes and causing destruction of the gland. Now, most people, 90% of Hashimoto's patients have positive thyroid antibodies. What this means is that if you stuck a needle in their blood, you pulled out that blood, you sent it to the lab to get tested for, it would come back that they would have positive one or both of these. So it just sort of depends on which flavor you have. Many people have both. Some people just have one or the other and so on. But 90% of people who have Hashimoto's have one or both of these um, antibodies that are positive when checked in the blood. However, five to 10% of people, when, check, when they check their blood, have negative thyroid antibodies, but they still have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I'm gonna talk about how to actually test for that in a minute, but I want to explain that at least a huge percentage of people who have Hashimoto's thyroiditis have no idea that they do, even if they get the right test. Now this 90% here, who these people who have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, many of them have no idea that they have it, by the way, right? Because doctors are not conditioned, or at least they, they don't frequently order these antibody tests. Most of the time, all doctors order is the TSH. And if you order the TSH, obviously you're not checking for these antibodies, so you could have it and completely miss it. But even if you do get it checked, there will be some rate of people, you know, one in 20 or one in 10, depending on which, uh, what percentage we're, we're looking at here, will have negative thyroid antibodies even upon checking. But here's what's interesting. These people, although they do tend to probably have a, a, a more mild course than those people with thy positive thyroid antibodies, they still benefit from the same treatment that those people who have regular run-of-the-mill Hashimoto's benefit from as well. So that means things like diet, supplements, um, stress reduction, uh, detox, etc. they benefit from all of those therapies and they should be doing them. So if you fall into this category, you only get your TSH, TSH, TSH checked. Um, well, let's say you actually get everything checked, but they come back negative and you only like, let's say do, do regular therapies like take thyroid medication. You're missing out on all of the additional beneficial therapies that we would do on you if you fell into this category as well. So it's really important for you to identify if you have Hashimoto's and you fall into this group.
Now that's only one group. There is a second set of people who have negative thyroid antibodies, but still have Hashimoto's. And that, those are people who have what, a, what I refer to as end-stage Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So let me explain what is happening throughout the life of a patient who has Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So if we start here, this will be time down here, and we'll do 20 years down here, and we'll have the antibodies over here. So I'm making a little graph for you. In the beginning, it starts out, and you don't have any antibodies. Your antibodies get elevated. They'll, they'll peak. They'll stay high for a while, and then they'll slowly decline over time. Now, you have Hashimoto's this entire time, but towards the end, what ends up happening here, usually at 20 or 30 years, your thyroid gland gets completely destroyed. There's no tissue left to be destroyed. And your immune system is pumping out antibodies to destroy and damage the thyroid gland. So as your own body destroys the gland, there's no tissue left to destroy anymore, those antibodies actually drop. But it's not a good drop, right? You're, it's dropping because it's it ran out of things to kill, basically. So this is not a good thing to have occurred in your body. However, once you get to this stage, you may have negative antibodies. Now, most people probably have an idea that they fit here because these are people who have had thyroid disease for 20 or 30 years. So if you've been told that you have Hashimoto's, let's say 20 years ago, you did check your antibodies, they were positive at that, at that time, you're just now seeing this and you're like, well, maybe I should do some more therapies. You go get your antibodies checked and it comes back negative. Well, that's probably because you're at this tail end here and maybe your antibodies have normalized, but it doesn't mean your Hashimoto's went away. Okay, so that's why this is important as well. Now, these people still benefit from the treatments we talked about here, but these people, by the time they get here, they'll also have to use usually thyroid medications. So these people, we don't talk about very often, but they do have negative thyroid antibodies and they still have Hashimoto's. This is probably more common depending on well, it depends on which type of group that you're looking at. But if you've never been diagnosed officially with Hashimoto's, it's possible you fit here. If you have a known diagnosis of Hashimoto's, but it was just a long time ago, then it is possible that you fit into this category right here. So how do you tell accurately if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis? So I've come up with a, a list here that I think all Hashimoto's patients, or tests that all Hashimoto's patients should get to identify or help them identify if they really have the disease. Now, one of the most important things you can do is an ultrasound. So these people that I mentioned before, the seronegative Hashimoto's patients, the five to 10% of people, they still have positive signs of Hashimoto's on thyroid ultrasound. So if you can't trust the lab test, you have to get the ultrasound. Now, what's interesting is that you can actually use the ultrasound in place of the antibodies to assess whether or not the therapies that you're using are actually working, right? So let's say you start a diet and you, um, you get some supplements, you re replace your vitamin D levels, you do some detoxification, you do some stress reduction, et cetera, and you're trying to think to yourself, is this working? If, if you start out with negative antibodies, you can't reorder the antibodies to see, to see a decline in those antibodies to see if your therapies are working. You'll have to look back at the ultrasound. Now, the ultrasound will show improvement if what you're doing is correct. So you'll see changes physically on that ultrasound, which will indicate less inflammation, you know, less damage, maybe a larger size of the thyroid gland, and so on. But if you really want to diagnose yourself and you're in this seronegative Hashimoto's area, you have to get the ultrasound. Okay, that's probably the best way. Now, you can also look at thyroid lab tests. You still should be getting those. So for instance, a lot of people get confused in Hashimoto's because in the beginning, they're only looking at their TSH. But TSH is one of the last tests to become abnormal, um, or let me put it this way, it's a poor predictor of early thyroid disease. So other tests such as free T3 and free T4 can be ordered, and if they are abnormal, you might say, hmm, my TSH is normal, my antibodies are negative, so it looks like you, you don't have any problem. But if you order these free T4 and free T3 tests and they're low, then that's a sign that something is not working well with your thyroid. So then you can say, hmm, that, now it's time 
let's at least look into getting a thyroid ultrasound, something like that. The other thing that you can do to assess for Hashimoto's is look at inflammatory markers. So Hashimoto's is a disease of inflammation, right? It's a disease of, it's, well, it's an autoimmune disease, but that is always associated with some element of inflammation. Now, what you can do is you can order inflammatory markers such as ESR and CRP, and if those come back as positive, you can say you can have a high index of suspicion that you actually have Hashimoto's because regular hypothyroidism should not be associated with high levels of systemic inflammation. For instance, your body should just not be inflamed and then you, for no reason, right? There's some cause of that inflammation. Most cases of regular hypothyroidism, let's say from decreased iodine, will not be associated with inflammation, right? Because low iodine does damage your thyroid, but it's not gonna cause inflammation. So that's one way to tell um, if you think you might fall into this category. And then if you have positive inflammatory markers, let's say a normal TSH and negative thyroid antibodies, well then now you can say, okay, I have an index of suspicion that I probably have this seronegative Hashimoto's, so let's go ahead and get the ultrasound. Um, and then lastly, I don't recommend this, but it is one way, so I'm gonna include it here, and that is you can actually biopsy the gland. So what we know is that a lot of patients after they have been deceased, they have done studies where they just you know, take a piece of thyroid gland tissue, they stick a needle in there and pull it out and look under it, and tons of people have Hashimoto's thyroiditis by biopsy results, even regardless of whatever their thyroid lab test showed when they were alive. So we know that five to 10% is probably a conservative estimate of those people who have it. We probably don't truly know how many people have Hashimoto's without actually um, doing the test, you know, post-mortem after people have died. But this number is conservative. It's probably much higher. I would say maybe 10 to 20% of people, by the way, um, whether they know it or not. However, I don't recommend you get biopsies of your thyroid gland because you don't want to you don't want to stick a needle in there and pull tissues out if you don't need it, right? You're you're damaging that tissue. You're pulling it out forever, and it's not going to grow back. So a better method is almost always the ultrasound. But I did want to include it here just to be um, just to be complete. Okay. So this is how these are two conditions which can cause Hashimoto's or which indicate you have Hashimoto's even in the presence of negative thyroid antibodies. So it's very important that you understand this. I recommend that every patient who has thyroid disease get this whole suite of tests, right? I'm always look, I don't always jump to an ultrasound, but I get everything else down here minus the biopsy. So I'm always looking at causes, what's causing the thyroid condition in this patient. And when you do this, you can almost always uncover these cases of seronegative Hashimoto's without really doing much digging. But if your doctor's not used to doing this digging, then you might have to do it on their behalf, right? So you might have to learn, that's why I'm teaching you guys this stuff. Um, and then that will help you to determine which treatments you need, how to get, how to reverse that condition, how to um, heal your thyroid and, and feel a lot better. So if you have any questions about this, please leave them in the comments below. If you have seronegative Hashimoto's, leave your comment below as well. I wanna hear about it. How did you get diagnosed? Did you have any other positive tests as I've mentioned down here? And what was your story generally like? If you haven't already, make sure you download my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information, all designed to help thyroid patients like you feel better. That's really all that I do here. So um, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. And otherwise I will see you in the next one.